Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, uh, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everyone remains anonymous on my show. I change everyone's voices. I change everyone's names. <laughs> if I post pics of them on my Patreon, I cut their faces out. <laughs> you just see their bodies. Uh, but if you have an interesting life story, naughty life story that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous, you could be on the show. You could go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I also have, um, what is it? A confessions hotline. If you have a naughty confession that you want to leave, I change the voices of my confessions. Those are aired on my Patreon. The number to call and confess is 347-420-3579, 347-420-3579. Some people like leave um, <clears throat> uh, confessions and then say they want to be on the show. Um, the best way if you want to be on the show is to email me. You could leave a confession, but also email me because the confession, sometimes I don't listen to them for a little bit. So if you really want to be on the show, the best way is email me or you could DM me on Instagram or Twitter at strict anonymous. Now, okay, this is like cuckold week. <laughs> and so, uh, I'm going to go with that. Okay. Recently I had a cheat week. I had two massive cheaters, one male, one female. And then I had the, uh, chief strategy officer of Ashley Madison on. I'm like, why not keep with the theme and put all my cheaters in one week? So this week I had on uh, Raven and Aries. It was, uh, Raven was married to like a true cuckold. Aries wasn't a cuckold. Aries was the guy that Raven was falling for. It was a whole salacious up, a two-part episode, one with Raven, one with Aries. Uh, this guy who's on my show, Today, James, the grateful cuck, he, after he heard my conversation with Rafe, and he's an extreme cuck himself, he said, I wanted to call in and talk about it. And I was like, sure, come the fuck on. Because like, you know, being an extreme cuck is a very interesting person to be. <laughs> and to me, it brings up a lot of conversation with people. I've had a lot of cuckold stories that have gone wrong on my podcast. I've got, had a lot of cuckold stories that have gone right um, I think the more extreme cuckolds, uh, you have more of a chance of them going wrong. Raven's guy was an extreme cuckold. Um, James today is a sh an extreme cuckold, but he's somebody that just got into it just a couple years ago. So he hasn't been doing it for like 10 years. He's been doing it, though, for four years with his uh, girlfriend this is uh, something that they started right from the get-go. It was like a threesome that happened by accident. And when she was like banging another guy, he just realized he really liked it. And he sat back and watched. And then he started Googling and he realized, you know, 
once he saw all the terminology that he was very much a cuckold. His girl was a hot wife. We talk all about all their experiences, how they got involved in the lifestyle after that first threesome when he realized he was really into it, when it really clicked with him that he was into the extreme cuckolding scenarios. He talks about a guy named Drew Marston, who in that world, he's like the guy who runs that Queen of Spades magazine because James and his girl go for black bulls. Um, They wound up with him. Talks about all those experience, all the bulls that they had before him. And then we talk bigger picture about extreme cuckolding. Because, you know, listen, I think that it is a really hard line to ride. Is that the right terminology that I keep saying that? It's like a hard line to ride. It's just, I don't know. It's hard for the woman. It's hard for the guy. He talks about how, what he does in his relationship with his girl to make sure that the cuckolding part of their lifestyle even though it is extreme stays in one place and their relationship and their sex outside of that remains strong and positive because I think it's hard when you really want to be humiliated and you want your partner to humiliate you and you want them to tell you that other guys are better than you I think you have to worry maybe you're going to lose your girl I don't know we talk about that we talk about how that extreme cuck what he needs to do to keep his girl in check and not wind up to be like some of my other callers who were extreme cucks and lost their girls to the bull. Um, He's successful at it now. Things are good. He really does um, have the right perspective. He knows the things that he needs to do to not let this kind of relationship and this dynamic between him and his girl Uh, get out of control because I think that it can. It's hard when you really wire yourself into being a cuckold and being into humiliation and all that stuff to not let it overly consume you. Um, And he's into extreme stuff. Like they do strap on stuff. They do sissification. Um, He loves cleaning up. He loves forced by experiences. He talks all about all of that. And like I said, then we get a little bit bigger picture just talking about the cuckold and the cuckold dress. Is that how you say it? <laughs> anyway, um, he did send me an anonymous pics. I have those on my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to be right back on with James. Oh, yeah. He says he's at Grateful Cuck on Twitter. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with the Grateful Cuck. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, James. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Listen, you emailed me, and you're not the only one that emailed me after my episode with Raven, and now her guy's episode aired, Aries, uh, Aries that she calls him. Uh, a lot of cucks, cuckolds, emailed me after that uh episode wanting to explain their scenario or this scenario from the cuckold uh perspective right you're a cuckold you didn't start out as a cuckold right but uh, somewhere along the line and you're going to tell me your whole story you and your wife I, i'm assuming decided to open up your relationship it was more like hot wifing but then it went into cuckolding and you know you are like a very true extreme cuckold now And that I really want to focus on because that is a very hard 
person to understand. And I think that that's what you wanted to explain, what most people think the definition of a cuckold is. That's what you are. We're going to hear your backstory and your story. And I have to tell you, though, straight up, like, I don't know if you listen to my show regularly or just found Raven's episode, but like before her episode, I I have had on other cuckolds uh, call in with their stories and you know it, it's always a pretty fucking sad ending <laughs> the extreme ones especially the ones that really let their wives play solo and really push them and the ones that were, were denying themselves you know I've had a couple of those on where it didn't end well at all and you're kind of like when you're hearing the story it's like there's just red flags galore you know so I'm very excited <laughs> to hear your story you're still with your wife so there's no unhappy ending here you know <laughs> um but yeah, I, that is correct. yeah yeah I will save my judgments because and and I'm hoping that by the end of this call you change the way I think because I have definite opinion about the very extreme cuckold guy and how that plays out in reality but let's hear your story first that was like a very long-winded intro for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we actually started into the lifestyle accidentally i would say what do you mean Uh, so when we were probably about six months into our relationship we were at the bar one night and we both got a wild hair to have a threesome and so we brought the guy back to our place and we started out as a threesome and I would say probably not even five, 10 minutes into it, I actually just stopped and sat down and watched, which I never would have thought would be something I would ever do. So interesting. Yeah. And she was very, uh, very well in ecstasy with this guy. He was very well hung, a very small frame guy with a very large dick. Yeah, a lot of times, just so you know, as a girl who fucked a lot of guys, a lot of times there's a certain body type of very scrawny little dude is like hung like a horse. (laughs) It it, it was amazing. I I was actually in awe whenever I saw it. So, Uh so while I'm sitting there watching, of course, I'm sitting there, I'm jacking off, I'm playing myself. Yeah. And I literally let them just finish together. And once they were, he was done doing his deed. I went in for sloppy seconds and I couldn't have been happier. I, wow. under, I never understood at that point. So with that, it really kind of opened up my eyes to what is, you know, what was I feeling? What was this about? Mm-hmm. And so I started researching, you know, hot wife, cuckold, and started, you know, finding all these terms. I'm like, well, yeah. what is this? And what is that? Yeah. And Can I, I just ask you a first... quick question? Well, let me ask you this, though. Like, after that experience is over, because in the middle of that, or even, like, not even the middle, in the beginning, you sort of check out and just go sit down and watch, and she's just having, like, the best time. Was she concerned afterwards when, you know, the high and the horniness all wore off, like, how you felt or anything? Like, you know, what was that conversation with her like afterwards? So the conversation was a little uh, little different than what we would normally have as a conversation for a couple. <laughs> She really was kind of beside herself a little bit and was like, was this the right thing? Right. That's what I would assume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say there was so much worry about me because I expressed how much I I enjoyed it. Yeah. And so she, you know, she wasn't, she and myself wasn't really concerned with me, but it was really had an effect on her kind of negatively at first. And it did for several years at first. And then we went through a separation and we got back together and shortly after that, it's when we kind of started to really dig deep into the lifestyle. And she finally agreed to say, okay, we'll do this and we'll try it and we'll see how it goes for us. 
Oh, okay. So maybe I shouldn't have asked that question just now because that that's that comes like later. But right from the get go, it is important though, because like right from the get go, she's a little weirded out by the situation, even though she thoroughly enjoyed herself. Correct. Okay, so that was, I'm glad I asked that question because that's a part of that, right? So here you are. Because I would assume, I'm a woman, you know, I would assume I just met this guy. I'm not with him that long. All of a sudden, something happens. This is something you had zero communication about, right? This just kind of happened. Uh, that I would think, yeah, I would think after everyone comes and and you're back in reality, she would be like, what the fuck? You could totally understand her thinking more about it, especially because like I said, it wasn't discussed. It just kind of happened. So, but anyway, so at that point you, you go in and you start to research and now you're getting all these labels and these word terms for what you just experienced and realized you were into. Correct. Mm -hmm. And so then I started learning about male chastity and humiliation oh this is where so, you become hardcore <laughs> i mean it, it was just like a spiral just into the whole world of cuckolding and it was like i actually thoroughly enjoyed this the, the thought of it while you know researching was arousing to me <laughs> and i was like why am i feeling of course i went through the emotions of why am i feeling this way is this right mm-hmm. is this wrong and the more i thought about it the more it was like you know what this is what i want in life this excites me more than watching regular guy on girl pornography or anything like that. Can I ask you a question? Was there anything, because I've heard from some other real uh, cucks, maybe not so extreme, but just a, a hardcore cucks that uh, they had a definite time in their life early on where they were, uh, you know, there was a situation where something made them jealous, whatever, and they just realized they were like kind of turned on or some sort of opposite reaction that they had that when they look back, they were like, oh, that was the same thing. Did you have anything like that in your life before that moment? Not really. Like okay. I said, that whole situation just really opened my eyes. Like you never had a girlfriend cheat on you or someone fuck one of your friends or anything like that? I, I had one girl that cheated on me and I was very hurt and jealous from it so i was never aroused from it which yeah okay kind of struck me as odd later in life so nothing in your past this is the first time so and now you realize you're getting turned on by e- like even more stuff like the more you're digging up the more everything that goes with being an extreme cuckold is like a turn on to you that is correct yeah that's interesting i uh yeah just the research behind it all just really for whatever reason excited me. I never could put my thumb onto it until we actually started to really delve deep into the lifestyle and get our feet wet with it. That's really when it kind of all came full circle for me as to why this was so arousing to me. Well, so get into it. Like when did you get into the lifestyle? What were those experiences like and how did it all come together for you? So the way it came together, a friend of mine that I used to work with a long time ago reached out to me and somehow could put two and two together that I was into the lifestyle or I was. What do you mean? He reached out to me on Facebook one day and was like, hey, uh, are you looking for a bull? Come let me know. And I'm thinking what it came down to was he found me in a, a lifestyle group on Facebook and was like, hey, this guy is a friend of mine that I've known for years. And he's in the same group as me. So obviously he's into it. So that's when he reached out and I started to kind of open up a little bit about it. And of course I had really no experience with it. So, but you were on a Facebook group. Correct. Okay. That was like the only thing you guys have done. 
At that point, yeah. Okay, so you're on this group. Your friend finds out. You're not a good storyteller. I got to fucking clear stuff up. So you're you're on this Facebook group. Your friend finds you on the Facebook group and says, hey, and I, you're looking for a bull. I could help you out. <laughs> Pretty much is what he said. So I was like, okay, um, I'm, I'm interested, you know. I know you long enough that, and good enough that I can trust you. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talk to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison, I've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones i talked to a guy with a goose laugh somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends i never know what's gonna happen it's a great show subscribe today beautiful anonymous hey guys have you ever had a night where like you just couldn't get it up I know that that happens sometimes and I can imagine there's nothing worse than having to go and talk about it with your doctor. I get it, okay? (laughs) But here's the thing. RexMD makes getting generic and branded Viagra or Cialis easy. Everything's online, even the prescription, and they deliver to your door. No office visits, no talking to a receptionist. Super simple. And it's super cheap. Did you know that Viagra can cost $90 a pill? RexMD has a generic Viagra that's just as effective for as low as $2 a pill. Okay? RexMD has already helped over 300,000 guys gain confidence quickly and conveniently. So act now to take advantage of their deal by heading to rexmd.com slash strictly. My exclusive deal will save up to 90% off where you'll pay as low as $2 per dose on generic Viagra instead of 90 plus on Viagra. Starter packs of generic Viagra or Cialis are now available for my listeners to get started. That's RexMD slash Strictly for up to 90% off plus a free gift. Your partner Well, thank you. That's rexmd.com slash strictly. Go there now or just go to the description and click on the link for up to 90% off. And the sad part about it is if he was married, so everything that he had to do was around her schedule and it was really hard to kind of communicate with him. And so I reached out to my, my girlfriend and was like, hey, this guy here, he wants to, you know, help us with the lifestyle and he wants to get to know you. And she was kind of like, I don't know about it. So I was like, look, just talk to him on Facebook. You have to give him your number. That way he can't just contact you whenever and bother you. So they started talking a little bit. Then it kind of simmered down for about a month or two. And then it kind of ramped back up. And next thing I know, they were actually talking basically on a daily basis throughout the day. And she started to kind of, you know, get comfortable getting her feet into the lifestyle. So once she did that, she was like, okay, we're going to actually meet up. We're going to go to dinner one night and just kind of just get to know each other in person. Nothing's going to happen. I was like, okay, that's fine. So we went to the local restaurant over here 
and we sit down, we ate our food. They sit next to each other. I sit on the other side of the table by myself and just kind of let them be them. And I kind of just observed. And once we were actually done eating, we had gotten the bill. I went and I paid the bill and I came back and they were like, well, why don't you go to the car? <laughs> okay. So I went and I sat in the car for probably another 10 minutes by myself and let them just kind of talk and get to know each other. And once they came out, when she got back into the car, she was like, okay, well, we're going to plan a date and we're going to actually do this. And I said, all righty, are you sure? You're 100% sure? She goes, yes, I am perfectly fine with this. And so they set a date and it was for, I think, I don't know, not even a week later. He comes over basically on his lunch break and they kind of just hang out for a little bit. And you could tell that it was an awkward moment for sure. They were, you were home. He was, yes. Okay. And it was a little awkward as we were sitting there in the living room. And so I got up off the couch and I was like, here, you both sit down here. I'll go sit wherever else. No big deal. And so they got to kind of touch in and whatnot. Well, next thing I know, he's pulling his pants down and he's starting to kind of fondle her a little bit, just kind of just around the top of the pants, basically. And finally, once he's basically fully naked, she goes down on him. And I'm going, oh, my God, this is really happening. This is really happening in front of my eyes. I cannot believe it. Turn on, though, so, again, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very turned on. Yeah. So as that's kind of going on, he's like, all right, cut, come here and kneel down next to me. So I kneel down next to him and he stands up and he says, all right, it's your turn. Oh, oh, I didn't know this was included. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I I wasn't expecting it to be quite honest. Interesting. so yeah, it was in very, all of your uh, little cuckolding research, you never uh, read anything about that. Oh no, I did. I just didn't expect it. Oh right okay. Off the bat. But when you were googling it and researching that, that turned you on as well, though the guy on guy oh, action. Yes. Okay, cool. So you missed yes, that before, much. but this is good. Okay. <laughs> so once they're kind of done doing their little foreplay, he actually stands her up and faces her towards the patio door uh-huh. and just just starts fucking her right then and there. After you blow him? Did you blow him? After I, yes. Okay, so how was that for you? It was, it was different. Um, with me being bi, I, I was probably okay with it and knew what I was doing for the most part. Oh, because you had been with guys before? Yes, I have. Okay, yeah, you're really bad at telling a story. Okay, that's like a big part of the story. <laughs> Well, but, this that was much later, much earlier in life. No, I know, but it's it plays a part in the fact that you're interested in seeing like a guy with your wife because you do like guys. You know what I mean? So their dick is there too. So now you have the best of both worlds. Do you know what I mean? Correct. Okay. So he starts just fucking her all up against the patio door. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, with us having neighbors, I said, "Hey, let's take this to the bedroom, and you all can continue on there." Mm-hmm. So he lays her down on the bed, basically, as we walk back to the bedroom. And he goes down on her for just a minute. And at this time, I didn't realize it, but he was actually having performance issues. He couldn't stay hard. So we both try to blow him. Nothing's happening. Um, he tries to kind of just force it anyways and see if he can get hard while having sex. And it just wasn't happening. So once that basically 
came to an end because he just couldn't perform. Me and her, we talked after he left and was like, do we want to keep doing this with him? Do we want to keep doing this at all? Do we want to look elsewhere? She goes, I want to give him another chance. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand it's, it's an awkward situation. So we want to make sure that, you know, we give everyone their fair opportunity. I said, okay. I said, I'm fine with it. So they scheduled another time. It was like maybe a week or two later. I don't remember the exact time. And so he comes back over. And this time the awkwardness wasn't there. Um, the expectations were kind of already set on yeah. how the things were going to go because of the first time. Yeah, 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 for sure. So he's maybe there two or three minutes and then it's get to business time. And we go straight back to the bedroom. We don't even waste time in the living room. And they're addressing each other and having foreplay. And I'm kind of just sitting back and just watching for a little bit. And of course, me and her, but that we take turns uh, sucking him off, not off, but sucking him, should I say. And he's not able, or he's able to perform this time. He's not having issues staying hard. Uh, the downside would put an end to it all was his performance was only about a minute and a half. <laughs> and so from that moment on, after he left, we decided that we weren't going to bother with him no more. We were just going to look elsewhere and just kind of forget that this even happened and chalk it up as, you know, a bad experience, basically. How old are you guys at this time? I know it's early in your relationships. Is this like when you're in your 20s or are you guys like older and dating? Oh, no. She's in her late 40s. I'm in my late 30s. And so this was just a few years ago. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Good to know. Okay, go on. It was basically right in the middle of COVID. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, everyone else was locked down. You were like living your best life. <laughs> we were trying to safely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway, we don't care about that. So go on. So you, you decide that he wasn't really useful. So is have you guys been married before now you're together? No, technically we're not married. We're just... We're, no, no, we're no, but were, were you guys both married before? Oh, yes. Yes, we've both other. been married twice. Right, you've both been married twice. Did she know that you were bi going into this relationship? Or did yes, she find out? Okay, she did. She did. You were very straight up and open with her. Very straight up. But then the first week, I was very <clears throat> honest with her about it. All right, that's cool. Okay, so now you, you decide that guy's not going to work. Then what happens? So we were actually... We kind of just laid low with the lifestyle. For probably a good month and a half, two months at this point after he, you know, we found out that he wasn't going to be the one. Yeah. And actually, there's a gentleman who is uh, pretty, pretty well known in the lifestyle. Uh, his name is Drew Marston. And he said it's okay to use his name. Oh, and you told you actually, told him you were going to be on the show? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay, cool. And uh, he actually reached out to me because he's somewhat in the area that we're in. He's just a couple hours away. And he reached out to me, he goes, I don't normally do this, but I see that, you know, you're very well, you know, pretty close to where I am. And I would love to, you know, entertain you for the lifestyle. And I said, okay. I said, let me talk to her and pass your information along to her and see what she says. So I told her and she kind of just drug her feet for a little bit. And then she finally said, okay. I said, I'll get you his information and y'all can start talking. So we ended up talking on the app. Telegram, actually, is where I believe it all started, if I'm not mistaken. And so they talked for probably a good month and a half, two months, maybe. What three, makes this guy like famous in the lifestyle? Like, who knows who so the fuck he, he is? is? Actually, he is the creator and publisher of uh, Queen of Spades magazine. Oh, okay. I need to get him on my show. If you're listening, Drew, email me. 
Okay. Go he on. is an avid listener. Oh, he is? Yes. Oh, yes, good is. to know. Okay, he's got to come on. Anyway, go on. So they're, they're talking, and they finally arranged that they're, they're going to meet up. So one thing led to another where we basically we couldn't meet up at the time that we were trying to set. So at the same time, there was another gentleman that reached out to me on Twitter, and he was basically from the same area. He had just gone through a divorce and, and whatnot, so he was ready to get out there and explore the world, basically. So they actually started talking, and they set things up pretty quick, actually. So one thing leads to another. Within like a week or two, he's planning to come over and stay the night one night. So they co- he comes over. They're both having drinks and talking and getting to know each other. All great. And... One thing I haven't released about myself at this point is I do sissy dressing, basically. Okay. Not, not so much cross-dressing, but just, you know, in the moment, I'll, I'll put on a, a nightie or, a, you know, a thong or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And so they actually go for a car ride to go do their thing real quick. Uh, actually, well, I'll say smoke marijuana. And so... At that time, I'm getting changed into those clothes out of my street clothes, and I'm waiting for them because they told me to be ready. They get back. We all head off into the bedroom. I set the camera up, and next thing I know, she is on top of him. There was very little foreplay. I mean, I almost didn't have time to turn around before she was on top of him. So she was definitely feeling the moment for sure. I watched them go at it for a good hour and a half and they were literally it was a point they took like a 10 minute break and went back at it for another good 45 minutes i would say mm-hmm. and there wasn't a whole lot of like ooh and all oh, like i can't believe that happened and this and that it was more of uh she was getting her fix and he was getting his fix and i didn't exist uh, there was a moment that i actually stepped out of the room and probably was gone 15 minutes and when we went back and watched the video, she goes, oh, I didn't even know you you left. Wow. You did you get in involved there. in that one? I did a little bit, not a mm-hmm. whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of more of just a fucking for just a moment and then let them be. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was his first experience into the lifestyle. So he didn't really, he didn't have the bull aspect to him. It was more of, uh, I just want to come fuck your, your woman, basically. Yeah, yeah. So he comes over, and the next thing we know, the next morning, he's gone. He he left and went back home. No big deal. We still talk to him uh, pretty regularly, should I say. But uh, shortly after that, uh, we were able to arrange a day and time with Drew Marston to meet up with him. So we drove out to where he's from, and he rented a hotel room. And as much as we all had talked beforehand, it was almost like I was just walking into a room with a buddy of mine. We we went straight into the conversation, started talking like we were good friends. And so it really kind of made the moment really easy, mm-hmm. really easy. Mm-hmm. But this is probably where the the extreme cuckolding for me really kicked in. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm sitting there. I'm in you know my little sissy outfit. I've got my cage on. And... They're kind of just laying there. She's got her little teddy on. He's sitting there. I believe shirtless, if I'm not mistaken. I can't recall 100%. But 
But anyways, they're kind of doing a little bit of foreplay, kissing and touching and whatnot. Well, next thing I know, he calls me over. He was like, come over here and suck on my finger. And I was like, okay. I sucked on his finger that he had just got done fingering her with. And he was like, you taste that? And I was like, yeah. He goes, that's mine. Okay, so now this extreme cuckolding is really starting to kind of really ravish in my head. Like, this is real. This is really going to happen. This isn't just, you know, a guy's going to come in here for a minute or two or a guy who's just here to, to fuck your woman. This is a guy who knows how to be a bull. This is a guy who is going to give you the full experience. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number. Thousands of people try to call. I talk to one of them. They stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh. Somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number. Thousands of people try to call. I talk to one of them. They stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh. Somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. Right, exactly. And, what He knows what you're looking for. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that's, that was, at that moment, that's when I knew that this was going to either make me or break me and decide if I want to be in this type of lifestyle or not, basically. Mm-hmm. How extreme does it get? Um, at that point, like I said, it was just the, the uh, sissy outfit, the cage, that was the extreme at that point. And then, of course, him saying that's his pussy and not mine, basically. Right. And then he's like, all right, you need to come here and suck my dick. And I was like, okay. So, I, as a cuck, I do as I'm told and I don't complain. Mm-hmm. I go down on him. She goes down on him. We kind of trade back and forth a little bit. And then they're off to just fucking each other's brains out. They fucked for probably a good 30 minutes, roughly. And then it was like, okay, now it's time for a break. And then they went at it, I know, again that night. And after they were done, all that I got was sloppy seconds. She told me I was not allowed to go first. And then I'd be lucky if I even got to have sex with her that night. Right, so she's getting so it, a little professional herself too because uh, she's starting to uh, kind of fill into the position of yeah. a cuckoldress. Yeah, which is what I was looking for. It really is. I not a hot wife. There's a difference, right? Oh, there's a major difference. Yeah, major difference. So she was really starting to kind of feel herself in that, and so she'd be like, "Oh yeah, your dick is small. Uh, his is bigger than yours, or his feels much better, or I prefer sex with him." And not with you. Should I assume because he has this Queen of Spades magazine that these are black guys? He's a black guy? Correct. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. And you're The last white. two guys yeah. were black guys. Yeah, yeah. And that was actually the fantasy of mine was not so much uh, a white guy. And I hate to say the term bull. I think it's a derogatory term. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's kind of, kind of the, the thing that they, you know, they're known as as a, as a bull. 
So I didn't want a white bull. I wanted a black bull. Right. And I think mm-hmm. she did too. She never explored with a black man. So this was her opportunity. Right. And for you, because you really want to be humiliated, you want to be the lesser of the two. You So it, him having a bigger dick than you is a big part of it, correct? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just like the porn that I watch. I don't watch the professional. I watch the amateur because it is more, I think, realistic to the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And you hear those, oh, his dick is bigger than yours, or oh, it feels so much better. So that's that's kind of what goes through my head. Like, I like to hear. Yeah. And not so much, the, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, you want to hear that it's better than you. That's a big part of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's wanna, a very specific. That's a very specific. Yeah, that is. That's a very different than the guy who just has is into compersion and wants to see his wife just in you know total bliss. Uh, that you Correct. need more than that. Correct. Mm-hmm. So that whole night ends. Uh, we we leave and go back home, and he goes to work the next morning. Whatever. Well, I'd say probably about seven, eight months passed by, actually, and it was actually about the middle of last year was, I hate to say it this way, but our our last encounter with him, and it was probably the best of them all, and so we show up to back to his area again, and we're all kind of hanging out, having drinks, and they go at it the first night, and I'm not allowed to even have sloppy seconds that night. I don't get nothing. Oh, All wow. I get to do, is you think watch. he's coaching her? Or, like, how do they know that this is what you're into? <laughs> he, he knew, like, we've had, yeah. him, we've had deep conversations about it. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Okay, so everyone, you kind of, you kind of, this is, it's like a little bit of role playing in that you've discussed and they know what you're looking for. It's not like they're just pulling this shit out of the hat. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's definitely, you know, hey, what do you like? What don't you like? There's okay. communication that went down. Yeah. Okay. So the first night, they have sex uh, once or twice, but it was for, uh, if I have to go back with the video, I believe it was like 45 minutes or whatever. And so we all go to bed that night, wake up next morning. He goes to work. We kind of run around town. He comes back that night and we go out to dinner and those two sit next to each other. I sit by myself and she actually was, so the first guy that we did that with, she was okay with it. But this time she was, it seemed very infatuated with it and very happy with, you know, sitting over there with him and leaving me by myself and letting the public see it and kind of, in a way, public humiliation. Uh huh. So after dinner, we all go back to the room. We've all had a couple drinks and they start to actually, you know, have foreplay again. He's calling me over, come here and suck my dick, take turns with her, basically. And he actually bends her over the bed and he's doing her from behind. He stops for just a few moments and kind of takes a breath, breath for a little bit. And she goes, okay, now it's your turn. I was like, oh, okay. Sloppy seconds. Here we go. She goes, no, I'm going to fuck you. And I was like, okay. Cause we had brought the strap on and dildos and all that. So she throws on the strap on. He's laying on the edge of the bed and he's like, all right, you're going to suck my dick while she has you bent over the bed. So I'm bent over. I've got his big black dick in my mouth. I've got her black dildo in my ass. And she's just. He's a white guy. No, he's a black guy, right? Yeah. I think you said I had his white dick in me. You had his black. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. His big black dick. BBC in in my mouth. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, she's got me bent over and she's she's nailing me from behind, basically. She's not really going rough. She's she's still new at doing that. It's something we've kind of slowly started to incorporate, should I say. So she finally gets to the point where her hips are giving out and she's ready to go back and have sex with him. So she literally takes it off and she jumps back in bed with him and they're back at it again. She climbs on top of him and they're going for a minute. And then he throws her on the edge of the bed. He starts doing her from behind again. And at this point, she's yelling, fill me up, fill me up. And maybe 10, 15 seconds later, he's just unloading inside of her. And I was like, okay. I said, now it's my turn. I get to get sloppy seconds. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm running off to the bathroom to the, get the key to take my cage off. And she was like asking, you know, no, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm getting sloppy seconds. And she was like, do you deserve it? And I was like, well, I didn't get anything last night. And, you know, I've sat here today and I took you and, you know, did things with you. Don't you think I deserve a little something? She was like, okay. So she lays down in bed. She's like, hey, come here and waste my time. You got three minutes to get off where you're getting out. And I said, okay. I think maybe not even a minute I lasted. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so after that, she goes and she gets cleaned up. Maybe 15, 20 minutes passes by and she crawls back on top of him and she goes, I want that big black dick one more time. So after she crawls on him and they have sex for a little bit, it was maybe five, 10 minutes. He comes and then of course we all kind of roll over and go to bed. Why was so that the all... last time with him? Well, he has recently moved uh, across country. Oh, okay. That's why. So okay. one, we, we can't see him. And two, we were going through a few things in life that's kind of changed. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering. And I actually uh, reached out to Drew several months ago saying, hey, you know, we're talking about getting married. I want you to consummate our wedding. Wow. If and he was if your family, If your parents knew. <laughs> if only they knew. Oh, my God. Everyone at that wedding. So funny. So wait, so, you know, I know that you said in the beginning when I asked that question about her that like that she has had reservations and you broke up numerous times back and forth. Like, is this all of that stuff happening at the same time that all of this stuff is happening? Uh, the separation happened uh, shortly, I'd say within a year of that uh, accidental threesome, I guess you'd say. Mm -hmm. We separated then for about two weeks and then we got back together and we haven't separated since then and then that's kind of when we decided to kind of start stepping into the lifestyle a little bit right so started with with caging and she wasn't too fond of it at first but then she kind of slowly warmed up to it after you know i tell her about this or tell her about that you know all of october is called october and you know i'm locked up and i can't do this and i can't do that and she kind of started to understand my my view on it uh -huh. and was like okay if this is what he wants if it makes him happy i'll go along with it and so now she's she's all on board with it we don't do caging that often it's mm -hmm. usually when we go to play sessions or the occasional time that i might say you know what i feel like locking up my dick and kind of getting in the mood Right. Let me ask you this, because I have heard from the females in these kinds of relationships and sometimes way later down the line, you're early on with her. You know, the woman does sometimes say like, you know, it was always 
about what he wanted and everything was for him. It was all his kinks, you know what I mean? And the woman who feels like she was like performing and doing everything for the guy. Is there anything that she's come forward with like that is like that's something that she was into or is it all the stuff that she's doing like for you? So I would say at first, yeah, it was kind of more of a doing it for me kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. But at the same time, she knew that, you know, with cuckolding, she kind of has a a freedom in a way Mm -hmm. that, you know, if she wants to have better sex or a bigger dick, whatever it may be that she can have that. So I think it kind of became her thing too. Yeah. Um, Cause if it, if it didn't, I don't feel that she would still keep in contact with Drew or this other guy from before. Uh-huh. I would think that she would kind of just set it aside and say, I'll talk to you whenever I want. Right. But so you feel, because it just was a little bit of a red flag when you said in the beginning, like there's been many times where she wasn't really on board, but I think she is now. Like you feel like at this point now, though, after everything, she's like a fully on board and into everything? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I truly do. Mm-hmm. Because you did say you're getting uh, married, right? I mean, that's like next on your list. Yes, that is next on our list. Uh, we haven't set a date yet, but it will be in the near future for sure. Now, does she, because, you know, it sounds like in all these scenarios, um, you are always present. Uh, has she also played alone and is she allowed to if she hasn't yet? Is that something that's on the table? She's not played alone yet. Other mm-hmm. than that moment when I walked out of the room for like 15 minutes, uh, she is a hundred percent allowed to, uh, yeah. I have nothing against it. I've actually just this past Friday, I said something to her like, Hey, you know, I'm not at, I'm at work and you're at home and there's nothing going on. I'm sure you're bored. Why don't you reach out and see if maybe you can get you some if you want to. And she was like, Oh, well, I don't know who. And I was like, okay, fine. Cause the Drew and the other guy don't live. Close by, right, right. It's not like she has a stable. She doesn't have a stable of bulls yet or anything, right? Okay, but she could. But that's on the table. Like, if that was the case, she is more than able, and you're totally down with her being able to go and, like, bang guys when you're not around. Correct. And I actually, I had told her, you know, hey, go check out AshleyMedicine.com, which you just had a gentleman on. Yeah, yeah, the big guy over there, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And so, of course, that's what came to mind, so I, I need to forward that episode on to her so she can understand a little more Uh so it's just you know she likes to take she likes the lifestyle she doesn't like to take the initiative or the first step at first Uh once she gets past that first step and the wheels are rolling then it's more like okay it's less i gotta worry about and more i can focus on you know finding someone should i say it's the the setup of it is kind of the the bad part of it for her Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Right. She doesn't want to do all that work and stuff. Yeah. Because there is a lot of work in it, and especially for women. I think women are, it's not like they're just 
I don't know, and maybe this is wrong to say, but I feel like it's easier for men to find people they're attracted to than women. <laughs> you know, most I, women I aren't wired to just like look at a guy's crotch and want to fuck him. Though a guy we could like just look at a girl's tits and want to fuck her. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what her exactly. face looks like. You know what I mean? We're just a little bit different. You know, I mean, why did why did Arnold fucked his maid? Because she had the biggest tits that anyone's ever seen. You know, he probably just wanted to see those tits. And, but yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? No girls. Girls just aren't like wired that way. So I do think it's harder in those situations. I get why the woman sometimes has a harder time because there's just a little bit more that needs to be there. You know, that's probably why in the beginning, that first situation with those same guy, even though he wasn't he was lame the first time. She's like, let's just stick it with this guy because she felt comfortable, you know, and that's like not easy to do, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that was the same mindset I came with it, too. So but really, I mean, she's slowly coming into that role. It's just, you know, baby steps, really. Right. So now when you listen to the Raven episode and stuff, like I know that you really wanted to talk about the extreme cuck and where he's coming from, like because because this is fairly new to you. Right. You haven't yeah, within... been, you haven't been doing this for like, you know, 10 years, 15 years. I think Raven was even though like she's a young girl, she was married to her husband for a very long time and they were doing it for many, many 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 years you know uh and it was you know he would be like you know he got to the point where he's like pushing her to have a relationships with other people and uh, you know not letting her give him anything and really wanting to be you know, humiliated and degraded you know are you do you see yourself going that extreme i do uh i can't say it would be like tomorrow but yeah. i would definitely say within the next year two uh -huh. three years maybe um, there's, you know, like when me and her, when we're having sex, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll say to her, you know, I'm sorry, I'm wasting your time, or I bet you wish this was, you know, a big black dick. Um, why, why do you waste your time with me? Why don't you just tell me no or lock me up in my cage forever? Things like that. Uh -huh. That there. So with cuckolding or cucks, there's several different facets of cucks. Um, I feel that, you know, as I just explained, that is, you know, a phase of the extreme cuckold, basically. In a way that I feel that the cuckold mind works, and this is just from evaluating myself, mm -hmm. is that humiliation and that denial is very arousing. And it's not because we don't want to have sex with our partner, because we all do regardless. Even though we may say that we don't as you know, we want to be denied 100%. Right. The denial is like not... foreplay. The denial is foreplay, though. You're getting turned on by it. It's not like you're having nothing. I mean, it is still sex. Even being denied Correct. is like you're getting horny from being denied. So, yeah, it is always a turn on. You are still being turned on. I get that. Correct. And then, so then let's take the, the sissification of it or the forced buy. For myself, yes, being by is not really forced by, but at the same time, when being told you got to suck his dick, you got to suck my dick, then that there is the humiliation of it, which there again is, you know, the mental foreplay. For yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, the sissification of it, you know, having to put on a pair of panties and stockings and a nighty or whatever it may be. Well, I myself am okay. That's fine, but really, I'm in my head. I'm going, 
Well, that's so fucking hot. I, I just fucking love being told that, you know, I'm I'm not a man in this situation and that he is the man and he's large and in charge and I have to go and bow to him, basically. Right, but this is where I think it becomes a slippery slope because, and like this is this is I think where things went awry with Raven's situation because she was able to play that role with him for a very long time and it was cool. But when you know, there's one thing where you know you're in the bedroom and this is fantasy and it's role play. Even if there's a person there and they're saying this, this is just like talking and dirty talk and stuff. But you know, there's sometimes, and it's in the situations where things go south, where it, I, to me, it crosses a line and it goes from dirty talk and fantasy talk and role playing and role scenario playing to real life. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, where yeah. all of a sudden this cock starts to smell that maybe he's losing his girl. And instead of like saying, whoa, 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 like, let's get back to re in reality. Like, I want you to be my girl. Like, I don't want that you to like that guy more than me. You know what I mean? But so what happens is that cock is so fucking horny for the scenario that he doesn't get out of that. And now re reality is turning him on, but he's like losing his girl. It's like, there's just like become so blurred and, you know, who, what the fuck? Like that's where it becomes a problem. I a hundred percent agree with that. And the way that I think that a cuck really needs to look at it is there's a time and a place yeah. to, to, to talk about and to live the lifestyle. And I'm going to tell you what, right now, the dinner table is not the place for it. You need to have that type of, you know, interaction when you're in bed with your partner, when you're in the moment, when you're not, you know, going over the weekly bills or eating the family dinner. Hey, honey, is this dick better than mine? That's not the time or place. And I think right, that but what happens? Push the woman away. Right, because then what happens when um, you know, Raven does went back to her guy and tried to tell her about what was happening, and then because he's so wired to be horny by those situations, even though that conversation is probably happening not in the bedroom and outside of their world, this is like a serious conversation. He's so wired by these kinds of scenarios that it's turning him on, and that's where I think the lines start to get blurred and where you have to watch out when, you know, that because the more you wire yourself into all of this humiliation and all of this, you want someone else. Like if there ever is a time where maybe she starts to kind of like someone else and she tries to have a real conversation with you about that instead of you, you know, snapping into reality and taking your girl over your shoulder like a fucking caveman that she wants and saying, nah, -uh. you know what I mean? Like, I'm actually better and you're going to stay with me, bitch. You know, that's what a girl wants. You're going to be like jerking off to that scenario and letting her go because you're just so wired to be horny for it that you're not going to see that that moment of opportunity of like not allowing that situation turn into something which leads ultimately to the end of your relationship. And I've just heard that story before. You know what I mean? Because you, the guy gets the cuck gets so caught up in uh, being horny for her to be seeing somebody else. And the more you start to be able, they, she starts to be able to go see someone solo and everything. It's like playing Russian roulette. You know, one of those uh, bullets in the gun might be a guy that has it all. You know, it's not it's not easy to find a guy that everything aligns. But there are other people out there 
in the world that could be good partners to everybody. I mean, sorry, that's just a fact. It's like we're not living in fairy tale land where there's one person for somebody. There's probably, there's not millions of people for everybody, but there are people out there that could come into people's lives and be everything for them, you know? And I think when you allow someone to play solo and you push them to do that, and then you want to be told you're better, you know, you're you're kind of giving uh, the perfect... Uh, space for something like that to happen and it you're really leaving it open to something like that to happen and like I said if you're wired to be horny for that in the beginning if something starts to happen in the beginning you're gonna miss all the warning signs because you're just gonna be like I said jerking off to it so you have to be careful you're 100% right and so one thing and I hope I'm speaking to many cucks out there that are listening. Yeah. That there is a time and place, like I said, to be a cuck. Yeah. And then there's a time and place where no matter your sexual dynamic, you've got to be the man. Yeah. Your relationship. Yes. Thank you. That's what I think I'm trying to say, but I'm like saying it long winded. But yeah, that's important. And I, I really hope that you hold on to that because you are newer than these other people and you really have to. Because it's a hard, like like what I said in Raven's episode, and it's very true. Like, how do you how do you think a girl's gonna ride that line? You know what I mean? Like, oh, put you down, degrade you all the time, telling your cock is no good, but also stay horny for you all this time. You know, if you don't really have a good grasp on being both of those people to her, and more the man than the guy that's not good enough, you know she could start to lose respect and lose attraction. You know, it's a hard line to navigate for a woman, but it's also a hard line to navigate for the cuck. You have to, I think, make sure you do exactly what you just said and make sure you do not lose that I'm the fucking man part of you, you know? You have to be that, I think, more than the sissy, humiliated cuck part. You know, that should be a little sliver of the pie when you're in the bedroom and you're role-playing and having fucking fun. Do you know what I mean? Correct. You got to have that balance. You can't yeah. be 100% cuck or 99% cuck and 1% the man in a relationship. That's just not going to work for you know, no, and, most any relationship. Right. And I just think that the thing, the problem is because sex is so, sex is like a drug, right? We all know it. We've all been drugged up at different times. We've stayed with people that were terrible for us just because the sex is good. At least sex is a drug for me. Like, I get it, you know? And I just think, you know, you have to really be careful because sometimes you're not thinking properly when you are turned on. And when something like that turns you on that's so counterintuitive, you could lose sight of, like, what's going on in reality, you know? Um, and yeah, you're going to plan Yeah, you're planning on marrying this woman, uh, you want to make sure that these stories, like when you hear Raven stories, I had a couple other cuckolds, the guy, I was so happy to have Raven on because it was, this was like from the woman's perspective, you know, which I thought was really great because I've had the cucks on before the cucks who really denied themselves and eventually started letting their partners see people so low. And then all of a sudden, you know, they lost their girl to a bull who some of them are like currently still with that person, you know? And a lot of times I love YouTube as a place for my show because people make comments, you know? And a lot of people are like, duh, like, what did you expect? You know? And even the cuck, when they're talking about it, they're like, yeah, talking about it, hindsight is twenty twenty. They could see what the fuck they did wrong. But when they were in the middle of it, they did not. 
And they could not because sometimes when something is so fetishy or like you fetishize something or you have a fetish, it could be like a little compulsive and hard to control. It's like an addiction, you know? It really can be. And yeah. I can I can kind of speak from, I would say, a mental experience of it. Yeah. Oh, I never got to experience, you know, her going off with another guy without me. You know, in my head, it was like, oh, my God, it's so fucking hot. Yes. Yeah. You need to go through this right now. And I would pressure, pressure, pressure it. Only really just on myself mentally that say, hey, go do this. And I would, you know, I would throw hints out there trying to, you know, tread on, you know, thin ice basically with it. And I thank goodness I never pushed her to that point because I got a feeling that I wouldn't be in the situation that I am with her. Yeah. And don't because, like I said, there was another thing that like this one woman, Betty, Betty, Gangbang Betty uh, said on my show. And I never heard it from a hot wife before. And because when I talked to Betty the first time, she was a woman that was a hot wife for a very long time. She would have gangbangs. Her husband loved nothing more than that. She was a hot wife. Her guy loved her to fuck other guys. And she was into it. At the end of that episode, we found out that she wasn't really having sex with her husband anymore, but she was still hot wifing and they were together. But what happened with gangbang Betty way later, she's with another guy and she's living her best life and they're like swingers. And what she said to me the last time, and it was the first time I heard it from a hot wife, and it was very interesting is she said, you know, like, I I prefer my lifestyle now. She's with a guy who's a swinger, and they're both enjoying all their sexual escapades together. Because she said she felt like when she was a hot wife, it was like she was always, she was like doing all the work, you know. She was performing. She was the one going out with the guys all the time. Like, her guy just stayed home and, like, was, like, waiting for her. Like, all, she was doing everything to turn him on, right? But he wasn't doing anything with her or doing this, you know, it, doing this stuff with her. It's It was very different. And I was like, oh, wow. I never thought of that because I've never been a hot wife in my life. But I could understand how that could happen over time, you know, because you kind of are performing and the, the, you know, the cockled is staying home and he doesn't need to go out. And a lot of times people will be like, oh, he doesn't get to fuck anyone else. He never wants to fuck anyone else. The cockled doesn't want to. He wants his wife to fuck a million guys and he sits home jerking off thinking about it. So if you really think about it, you have the easier go about it, right? She's doing all the work. So yeah, I would say don't push her to do a lot, uh, even more than the work or the more that you do, like that's where the resentment could come along for the woman, you know, because it is her doing a lot of the work. Yeah. And I have to agree with you on that. And really where I kind of, you know, I changed my mindset of, you know, trying to be pushy about the lifestyle was, you know, podcasts like yours. And yeah. There's the other, you know, lifestyle podcasts that I listen to as well. They're all like, you know, don't, don't be a dickhead, basically. Yeah, yeah. And think about that. Think about Gangbang Betty, who says, like, you know, who's, like, much happier with her guy who's, like, a swinger with her. And they, they're they doing everything together. And she, he's fucking people and she's watching him and she's fucking people and he's watching her. And But they're both having fun together. And it's not like she's doing everything. And so, you know, you want to make sure that you just don't leave a lot of space in between you and your partner. And sometimes the cuckold uh, situation, I think is a lot about that, you know, so you have to really make sure to always check in, not just with her, but with yourself and make sure you're not losing your grip on the situation because it could get pretty extreme and the extreme place. I'm sorry, as a woman, like, I don't know how a woman could stay turned on by a guy that she has to humiliate all the time and say that they're no good, you know? I mean, it's just, it's uh, it's hard for the woman. 
and I could see how they could lose respect or, and, and, you know, if they wound up, you know, it's eventually going to wind up to meet a guy that it, she does have respect for, and, uh, you know, they could come in and take them away. So be careful. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause even with, you know, when we and her have our sexual intercourse, very seldom is a lifestyle really brought up into it. Uh, we might watch, you know, uh, an interracial porn or something, uh-huh. but we don't sit there and tell stories of, you know, oh, he fucked me like this, and you can't do that. We don't. That's do good, that. right? We, that, we that... keep it about us, right? That's good. So it sounds like it is in the right place, and that's where I think it should be. Like every now and then, it's a role play, it's a fantasy that you guys do together because it's something that gets you off. She's into it now too, but you know, you're, you're still connecting and you have a whole intimate relationship with each other outside of that, that is intact where she's not humiliating you and she's been, you know, and you're having just like regular sex. I mean, it might not be regular, but you know what I mean? But not like the whole cuckolding thing isn't there 24 seven. Exactly. Yeah. We have that balance. Yeah. I think that that's great. And make sure you keep that, you know, and make sure you keep listening to these stories and, uh, and because they are cautionary, <clears throat> they're cautionary tales. Listen, I'm a realist. So on my show, I'm sure you've noticed if you listen, I have every angle of every kind of story. I have the uh, cuckold gone wrong stories and I have the cucks gone right stories. I mean, there's a guy named Jay on my show. He's been on my show a couple times. He has like the perfect hot wife. They have never been more in love forever. Everything's totally fine. Like that's a great story. But then I like to show stories where it doesn't work out because I think that people could learn from the what, you know, if this is what you want to do, learn from the ones that didn't go right and don't do that and learn from the ones that did, you know, because some things could go right, some things could go wrong. Like, you never know, right? So you want to heed those warnings. Yeah, this lifestyle is never perfect. So you, right. you gotta, you got to take the good with the bad. And honestly, it, the more you can learn about the bad and to avoid the bad, I think the better off you are. Yeah, and like, listen, I think it's great that you met a woman after you got, and same with your girl. I mean, I think it's great that both of you have found partners that you're way more in line with. It sounds like, you know, she was like, you were open with her. And I think, you know, you guys went into things way more open because you were married, been there, done that, didn't fucking go right, right? You know, you're older, you're like, fuck that, I'm going to be honest with this person. You know, no more like, first marriage, people don't go into that sometimes that same way, right? But here you were both married to people before, you're like, I'm just going to be my fucking self. If you don't like it, I don't care. You know, she was into you, you let her know everything that you were into, You, she let that you know you guys are doing all these kinds of crazy things together and just very much accepting each other uh, in the process, which I think is is great, especially because you guys, it didn't work out with other partners. You know, you guys sound very well-suited that you don't want to fuck it up by letting this become bigger than your relationship. It sounds like you're not now, and which is great, and that you do know that that could happen, which I think is great. And I'm glad that you wanted to come on and explain all this because I think it's something that was very important to talk about because... Uh, I think, you know, Raven's story, especially because we heard from the girl for the first time, was a very cautionary tale. And I know you want to come on and talk a little bit bigger picture, but I'm glad I got your backstory, too, because it was interesting. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was glad to share it with everybody. Yeah, you know, I mean, you have to send me in pics. Now, does your wife know you're calling in? I knew your wife. I keep calling her a wife, but she's going to be your wife one day. Uh, Does your girl know you're calling in? Yes, she does. Oh, okay, cool. So if you want to send me anonymous pics for my Patreon, can you do that? 
Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, awesome. So send me in an anonymous fix for my Patreon. I now have a Discord channel where people put x-rated stuff on so i think someone like you who's a cuck probably would love to put pics of your girl and everyone ogle over her i don't know i don't go onto my discord channel but i created this private discord for my patreon members to go on and do whatever they want and guests are posted more x-rated stuff there for my guests who call in it's free to uh go on there so i will send you the link for the discord if you want to put anything like more hardcore up on there and okay. uh, my Patreon members are there. I just started it. There's probably like 400 or 500 members on there now, but there'll be more. Um, like I said, it's free for you uh, for my Patreon members, though they have access to that. But send me the R-rated stuff because I don't get I don't deal with the Discord thing. If you want to do that, you would do that yourself. But it's free for you. I'll send you the link. But send me the R-rated sexy pics right for my Patreon members. Um, this will be going up very soon. I want it to go up like right away because I want because you know it's so. Uh, relevant what I just aired. I don't know if you noticed the Madison, um, the Ashley Madison guy. Uh, he had he was just set to call in right after I aired the other cheating episodes. I'm like, this is like so perfect. I have to just air you right away, you know, because it was like with I had a guy cheater and a woman cheater, and then I'm like, this is pair so perfect. It's like the cheating week, you know, and this is like cuckold week. So I might have you uh, air you either this Friday or on Monday. Okay, perfect. Okay, so get me those picks sooner than later so I have them because my Patreon members get my episodes early. Okay. Okay, so send me that. that. Tell Drew Marston that I want him on my fucking show. He's like a professional bull. He also has that magazine. I mean, he must have a million gazillion stories. He's an avid listener. Why has he never emailed to call in to be on my show? Maybe he has. I don't know. (laughs) Tell him to get to tell him to come on my show. All right. Yeah, I will definitely reach out to him as soon as we're done here and let him know. All right. Awesome. What do we call you again? James, right? What did you want? What was the name that you wanted? What was the name? The something cuck? The willing cuck? Grateful cuck. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's what you can find me on Twitter at Grateful Cuck. Oh, okay, cool. It's a, okay, so at Grateful Cuck, that's who you are. So it's James the Grateful Cuck. Thanks so much. You're at Grateful Cuck on Twitter. I'll say that in the intro too and put it in the description. Thanks so much for calling in, Grateful Cuck. Good Thank luck you. with everything. Good luck Thank on you. your marriage. Okay, bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, 
or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.